have around the world. You are listening to the you. Blurt. We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to the elders past, present, and future. We recognise the ongoing impacts of colonisation and the importance of a voice to Parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Good evening. Uh, uh, I'm Keely, and tonight I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, calling nation of the Wurundjeri people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. Uh, tonight I am coming to you from the wonderful Nam city, uh, which is uh, Melbourne, for anyone um, not orientated that uh, way. And it's 11 past 8 on a Tuesday on the 25th of July, which is one day after Mick the Ambo's birthday. So happy birthday to Mick the Ambo for yesterday. I should have had a happy birthday thing. I don't have one up. Really, really bad. Good evening, Wensy. How are you, buddy? Uh, g'day, matey. It's, uh, yes, you're right. Wensy is my name, and I'm coming to you from the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work for Yagra and Turbrils peoples. Uh, yes, you threw me there a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I did because, uh, we've been doing this show for a long time, and I don't know if you've ever forgotten your name before, so I'm, you know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I'll just attribute, attribute that to my age. Just getting older. It's, going, it's only going to get worse over the coming years on this show, I think. So get used to uh, it. It's so, you know, look, it's so true. It is so true. But it's interesting because I was speaking to um, a girl today at work who just happens to be replacing me at work, which um, which actually I need. I need one of these. I just, uh, just bear with me. I need just one of these. Here we go. Yep. Need one of these. <laughs> Are you yep. leaving your work? I'm well. I'm not leaving. No, um, I'm getting uh, the uh, getting the ass. <laughs> they're um, they're kicking me out. I'm not. I'm not leaving. Oh. Um, yeah, which is which is unfortunate. I've been there for five years, and um, mm. there you go. But anyway, less about me and more about her because uh, she was just saying she's only like I don't know. She's you know she's early thirties, maybe young mm. thirty. I don't know. Whatever. But she's young. And uh, she was talking about certain little injuries that she she had that she's still carrying that she's been carrying mm. for the last couple of months. And I said, "Why do you get to my age? Every day something <laughs> happens. It's like Jesus, it's just ridiculous." Um, yep. just, the old man just, grunt as you move uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very just, well versed in that and practiced. <laughs> <laughs> just a walking bag of bones but actually talking yeah. about a walking bag of bones we will do a little bit of trump watch tonight or trump watch we will do a little bit of trump watch tonight um also we'll talk about the barbenheimer um experience and if you're not quite sure what that is just hang in there and you'll find out pretty mm-hmm. quick um we're going to talk about uh dog poo passport don't ask me ask wincy and oh, uh, the Singapore right. passport <laughs> being a very, very good one. And on um, Party in the USA tonight, Wentzai is talking about women soccer players and the differentiation of their pay packets between them and the men. I would make the assumption that is what the conversation will be about. Um, I am going to be... 
Yes, yes. I'm going to be talking about uh, cricket. Seems to be taking off in Houston, Texas. I know. I know. Oh. I thought that as well. But, um, yeah, yeah, weird, weird. But the reason is because um, Houston, Texas is getting so many, um, uh, so much uh, Indian migration, i.e. Indian, mm-hmm. i.e. Pakistani Indian people yeah. that follow cricket. So they've really yes. been pushing the, the cricket Makes in there. Sense. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And the big one for the night, the finale, will be we will be reality checking the um, yes and no pamphlets because uh, of the voice campaign. And uh, I... Yes, it will be meaty. And uh, listen out for this because you'll probably hear it quite a lot because I will be doing the no campaign. And uh, when Don't we give come... it away yet. Don't give uh, it away yet. Give it away. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll leave them in suspenders. But um, I'll it. do that. In suspenders. That's right. All right. Not a problem. I'll do that. But before we do that, we will be back in just a second. When you give blood, you're more than just a blood donor. You're the lifeblood of Australia. Search Give Blood and book your donation with Australian Red Cross Lifeblood today. Give life. Give blood. The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year, or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. And we're back. Uh, speaking of back, um, yes. back of your hand, how's it going? Oh, look, it's a good question. Um, it's still strapped up with yeah. uh, watching. Um, yes, yes, not bad, but I'm still, as you can tell, I'm still left hand mousing, which is still okay. quite um, uh, challenging. Yes, it is. That's the word we're looking for. <laughs> it is challenging, definitely challenging. It, it's weird because, like, so you know, I'm so do- right hand dominant, and it's like you'd be doing something, and before you know it, the mouse is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, yeah, well, that didn't work. That didn't work to plan. That wasn't exactly what I was planning. So, um, but anyway. Uh, um, but, you yeah, know, look, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah, I'll get the stitches out on Friday. Excellent. Yes. So we'll free up your hand a little bit. Uh, yes, probably. Probably. Yeah, probably. But uh, I mainly, I've mainly got the wrapping on now just so that um, I remember that there's a problem and I mm. just sort of keep away from it because it's really easy yeah. to sort of touch Bump it. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah and um, that, that part hurts a little bit. But um, yeah. But anyway, um, now getting back to what we're talking about in banter, mm-hmm. or actually, mm. no, before we go to banter, I noticed we've got does X mark the spot? Well, Correct. my question to you is, Wentzai, does mm. it mark the spot? And what spot is it marking? It definitely seems to be a target, that's for sure. Um, good old, our good old mate uh, Elon Musk has over the weekend decided to get rid of the the bird. And I'm oh, not really? Talking about, yeah, I'm not talking about the middle finger. I'm no, talking about well, the, I, I the will logo. never, I will never have the bird got ridden of when it comes to Musk. 
It will be a permanent feature, believe me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. But he has decided to get rid of the bird logo and replace it with an X. How uh, boring. What the fuck? Get... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, so, I don't know what his reasoning right, so... is, but it's just a nut job, as we all know. He... Well, he is an absolute nutbag. So my question to you is, if if you're not... Okay, so if it's not called Twitter, right? Mm. So you're well, not it's still tweeting. called Twitter. Is it's it? still called Twitter, but he's rebranding it. Well, actually, yeah. Is Why it really would you call it Twitter with an X? X? Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, makes no sense, does it? Because no. you've got to remember last year when he took over, he said the bird is freed when he when he took over Twitter. So I don't know if this is what he meant. Uh, that he's getting a lot of birds was going to get me. rid of. Yeah. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how this works. So does that mean we're X's or exiting? Well, you and, I, you and I are. You and I are. We're Gen X's. So, yes. Or are we exiting yes. Twitter? Well, I am. Going over I to am. Sproutable... This Friday. Um, <laughs> but... but uh, but yeah, no. Well, that's well. That I mean, we're on Threads, Spoutable, um, Twitter, which I'm sort of mm. lessening a bit now because I have mm. noticed a few nut jobs coming through. I've seen, I've mm. seen a few. I've sort of opened a few tweets and I can see a little bit of cooking going on, and I'm like, no, yeah. I don't need to be looking at that recipe this time of the mm. morning. Thanks very much. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, when we talk about cooking, pace. Uh, Seems like the bird is dead. Yeah, maybe, Vicky, yeah. that could be true. Yeah. Uh, Vicky's just saying X, X makes it seem like the bird is dead. Yeah, and I like the bird. I, I don't yeah. particularly want it to be It's iconic. Mm. It's, it's what Twitter was, and it's got the history. It's been around for over 10 years. Well, uh, apparently there was a, um, uh, there was a uh, piece of software, a platform, that you could use with Twitter called TweetDeck. Oh, uh, yeah. And I remember that in the old days, and that's actually where tweets came from. Right. So it didn't come from Twitter as such. It mm. came from TweetDeck because then they... TweetDeck. Yeah, they'd say that they'd send a tweet because it was coming from mm. TweetDeck. Right. So, yeah. And then I don't know what happened to TweetDeck, but it was mm. sort of like this platform that was sort of you know, it could sort of be rolled up into something and you could use Twitter and cite it sort of thing, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, got no idea what's going to happen Definitely. there either. I've got as about much idea what's going to happen with Musk as I do with what you do with a dog poo passport. So could you please uh, just enlighten us on this one? Okay. Very, very interested. This came across uh, my eyeballs just a few days ago and I thought, what the hell is this all about? But in a, in a little town called um, Breviers, I think is the town in France. No, Beziers, B-E-Z-I-E-R-S. Had to come from France. It yeah. had to come from France. So the local mayor there, Robert Menard, is a little bit shitty about dog shit um, <laughs> being left behind uh, in, in the public place. So he has come up with the ingenious idea of enforcing, and it's a trial that's starting this month and goes for two years, where the, he wants to enforce um, all dog owners to go get a um, DNA or genetic test of their dog, so with a saliva swab, 
and then the owners will get a, a dog passport with that genetic um, composition for their dog to identify the dog. And if the dog shits anywhere in public and is left behind, the uh, left behind, cleaners, I like it. Very nice, very good. People who clean up the mess from council will have the right to take the dog sample, get it tested, and then go to the uh, owner and find them. $63 the fine, and there'll be a $202 cleaning fee on top of that. You know what they should do? They should mm. do all of that, and then they should pick that up, pick that uh, dog turd up, put it in a bag, set it alight, and put it on their front porch. That's what they should do. <laughs> and then yes. and find them at the same time. That would really, exactly. you know. But I love that. Oh, the French yeah. are awesome. Yeah. And, I, I um, think it's got merit. Oh, it's brilliant. We should be doing yeah. it here. Yeah, but exactly. I think that's absolutely fantastic. Um, but the the thing I was going to say, though, it's interesting because I remember years ago when we were in um, Paris and we were we were walking around one particular area and we were playing um, Dodge the Dog Turd and uh, and uh, it was just we you know every every second word was just turtle it turtle it turtle it turtle it turtle it turtle it. Especially when you got a small kid, you know, because they yeah. just sort of walk in one line. They don't yeah. sort of dodge stuff. Oblivious, so. oblivious to all of that. Yes. Care. So we sort of had to say, look, if you walk in one of them, you're not getting lunch. So <laughs> think about it. Think yes. about it. So. She learned quickly oh, well. a bit. She didn't eat. But, uh, you know, they, they really suffer badly from it there. Um, mm. They definitely did 20 years ago. So I don't know if they still do, but... Um, mm. But the thing is, see, dogs in France, is why my mum loved France so much, uh, they used to, they've always let them in their stores and mm. in their cafes and yep. all that stuff. They've done that yep. for a long time. So, yeah. You uh, see I that mean, in not Vietnam. The, not Thailand. the stray ones. Not the no, stray ones. The they don't just say, you know, come in here. No, <laughs> not that. But, um, no, no. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Well, I yeah, it's awesome. That was a funny story. Yeah, it's a very, very good one. Mm. And um, and then you've got another one on passports as well. What's what's the other one? Yeah, so recently um, uh, uh, there's a there's an annual survey of um, countries' power in terms of um, where their passports go, how far you can go. Um, it's called the Henley Passport Index, and it measures um, each passport's um, ability to get, travel internationally without a visa. And Australia has gone up from eighth position to sixth. Uh, there's a whole bunch of um, countries ahead of us and there's lot, lots of countries that are equal uh, footing. Um, but yes, so we've gone up from eighth to sixth. Singapore has taken the lead over from Japan. So Singapore ranked one in the world um, with visa-free access to 192 countries so basically means you can hop on a plane land 192 correct that's a quite a lot that is unbelievable that is uh japan did you know how many japan, yeah do you know how many hmm. do you know how many australia at all uh yes yes australia can get you too 186 countries visa-free. Okay. So okay. we're behind the Kiwis in 
in New Zealand. Oh, They're wow. ranked fifth. Oh, They're wow. 180, 187 countries where they can travel oh, visa-free. One more. One more. Wow. Yeah. So visa-free travel, um, basically, as it states, um, like I said before, just turn up to a country and you don't need the visa and they'll just stamp it on arrival. Um, there's others that also, um, countries that interest me, for example, Vietnam, I still need to get a visa, same as Chile, um, traveling on an Australian passport. Um, so you need to get that ahead of time. So yeah, yeah. So I thought that's quite interesting to see where we were. And sixth is the highest we've ever been. Uh, and that was this year, 2015, 2013 and 2012. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Who came second? Second was Germany, Italy, Spain, and Austria with 189 visa-free access countries. And then a whole bunch of others in third with 189, which includes Japan. Oh, we've lost Keeley. Huh. Here I am reading off topic or off screen, and I didn't notice you'd left. Hope he's okay. Ah, he's back. He's back. Didn't even realize. We'll just wait a few more moments. And he's back. Yes, uh, that was extremely unprofessional of me. Sorry. Uh, I was so that's all right. It wasn't funny. No, um, that's but... good. Okay, because I was off, wasn't looking at your screen or our screen where we see each other. And I turned back and realized you disappeared. I've gone, where's he gone? <laughs> it's all good. It's all yes. good. But uh, all good. we're just going to do, yeah, no, absolutely. Just going to do a tiny bit of this. That'll be the left hand. Losers only, it's Trump China. It is, uh, it is Trump Watch, and uh, I did just want to say um, that the former president, a.k.a. Orange Head, um, faces 19 legal actions, about half of which allege improper conduct during his presidency. Uh, is that all? Yeah, that, well, that's all. <laughs> You'd think there'd be heaps more, but anyway, go on, carry on. <laughs> Most of the cases fall under three themes, financial wrongdoings that made him more money, his role in the January 6, 2021 insurrection, and his alleged interference in 2020 election. In New York, Trump faces 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. This is the good one, though. This is the kicker. Mm. In Florida, the Justice Department brought 37 accounts against him for his handling of classified documents after leaving the White House, making him the first president to be a complete and utter fuckwit um, <laughs> to face federal criminal charges. Um, honestly, you, you talked about dog shit before, and it was mm. very apt because he's he's definitely as dumb as that. There's no doubt about it. He's the, he's the biggest um, turd of them all. Yes, he is. Absolutely. There is no doubt about it whatsoever. Um, and apparently that uh, case for 37 uh, counts against him is going to now 
go ahead in May 2024. Awesome. Um, by... Uh, it was just uh, confirmed the other day by Judge uh, Eileen Cannon, um, who was a um, judge, uh, sorry, a Trump appointed judge when he was there. Oh, wow. There you go. So, yeah, so that doesn't seem like a conflict of interest at all, does it? <laughs> Are these charges being brought on by, uh, what's his name, Ron DeSantis? Because he's Florida. Is that his way of... of- trying to push Trump out of the presidential race? You mean the 37 counts? Yeah. In no, the 37, 37 accounts are by Jack Smith. Jack Smith, who is the prosecuting, um, I think he's a prosecuting attorney or he probably might have another title. Vicky might know yeah, okay. who she's about. Um, and he is basically uh, the chief investigator against... Um, uh, against Trump in the, uh, the mm. as I say, the 37 uh, counts. The yeah. interesting thing is that now he's getting indicted. Oh, yeah, and we haven't even talked about um, he'll have another case against Jean Carroll because um, she's going to uh, charge him again because mm. he said after she won her case that it was a hoax and um, uh, right. it was all full of crap. So she yep. went, okay, I'm going <laughs> to sue you again, you bastard. Mm. And um, the um, yeah, absolutely. And the and the federal judge because uh, he was trying to appeal or something and just mm. threw it out and went, nah, she can see your ass, not a problem. Yeah. So um, yeah. so there you go. So that's a tiny bit of Trump watch for you this week. Do you have anything else in? Oh, I do actually. I do have something else in banter. Um, mm. Do you have anything else in banter? Uh, no, because you had a couple of things to talk about. Oh, Trump Watch is one of them. Yes, absolutely. And I, and I, something I about the weekend, to... I believe. Yes, yes, yes. I need, I need to crack. I need to crack on. So, uh, yeah. So what happened last weekend is they had an opening called. Uh, basically, they sort of dubbed it called Barbenheimer, and it was all about Barbie <laughs> and Oppenheimer opening the same weekend, and. This has been an absolute uh, whirlwind for cash for Hollywood. Mm. They've absolutely loved this. So the two big films, yeah, special counsel. Yeah, nice work. So um, Jack Smith is the special counsel um, that is, yeah, yeah, indicting uh, Trump on those 37 counts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it's on a charge of espionage, so it's pretty serious stuff. Pretty serious, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty Anyway, serious. so back to Barbenheimer. Yes, back to Barbenheimer. So Greta Gerwig, she's an American director, screenwriter, actress, et cetera, et cetera. She's probably on strike at Um, She has directed um, No, she several... wouldn't be because she's, she's the director. So she's – and the Directors Guild have come to an agreement. So she's yeah, probably still but she, working. <laughs> but she's a screenwriter and actor, so she could be striking. Oh, uh, yeah, side, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know if she's there, who knows. but um, she, she she's been behind some excellent films: Little Women in 2019, which is a great film; oh, Lady okay. Bird, 2017, and uh, mm-hmm. another good film. Um, and Christopher Nolan, who's behind Oppenheimer. Well, if you don't know Christopher Nolan, you probably don't go to the movies very often. 
because one of the absolute crackers that I always remember that had Guy Pierce that I absolutely mm. adore was Memento in 2000. Oh, was he behind um, that one? Literally. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Yeah, he was. He was indeed. And obviously, but Batman Begins 2005, The Dark Knight 2008, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, and Dunkirk in 2017. So <laughs> he's a little bit of a heavy hitter. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so now Oppenheimer for uh, 2023, which is uh, a story of um, of the scientists that basically discover the nuclear bomb. Yeah, pretty much. The first one. That, it yeah. The, yeah, absolutely. I don't Affected want to go to the too US. far. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to go too much into that, actually, because what we might do is when we do a um, what's on the box um, in a few weeks' time or something, by the time I've seen it, then I could review it. Um, so that uh, begs the question, have yes, you seen the yes. other one? What's the other one? Barbie. Oh, Barbie. No, no, I haven't. Okay. And I have wanted to see it. But and I'm not in that case. I will review Barbie, and you can review nice. Oppenheimer when we do that segment in a couple Excellent. weeks' time. I guess. I know who's going to have more fun. Um, Barbie <laughs> movie. Oh, okay, all right, okay. It was interesting because my daughter saw it. She gave it a solid mm. two and a half word stars. Really? So, um, well, yes. Vicky says Barbie movie is bloody awesome. Solid recommend. She has. She has said that. I have a feeling. A little bit of an inkling that's a Lano and Woodley joke, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, I've got a bit of a feeling that, um, that there was a lot of irony and a lot of like second level sort of humor in Barbie. Mm, yeah, I, I just feel that there's some sort of black bits. I've seen the trailer and I, when I first saw it, I was like, What the hell is this? and then I kept watching, mm. kept watching, kept yeah. watching. And I've and I've listened to Greta Gerwig and I've listened to um, uh, Margot Robbie in mm -hmm. interview and yeah. uh, it, it, it's it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting. So yeah, you'll yeah. you'll have fun. I mean, I will see it definitely, but I'll probably see mm. it um, on Netflix or whatever. Whereas Oppenheimer, yeah, I would love to see the movies. Yeah, just get blown yeah, out of the seat. It goes for we're planning on watching it later this hours. week. Yes, yeah, that is a long movie, isn't it? Your one, the Oppenheimer. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably well, obviously, we'll either see it in New Zealand, or I'll see it by myself when mm. Nest goes overseas in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, but um, but digressing from that, as we always always do, I thought I might mm. just uh, uh, go through a couple of the ticket sales really quickly. He says quickly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so the estimated ticket sales for last Friday uh, through to Sunday, um, as of July the twenty fourth was no hard feelings was uh 1.1 million that's uh this is the top 10 going from 10 to yeah. 1 okay and it just shows you the difference in 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 um in films and quality no hard feelings is a Jennifer Lawrence vehicle i believe mm -hmm. and oh, Indy saw that too that and she yeah. wasn't particularly yeah Impressed. she wasn't particularly enamored on yeah. that one either Transformers, 1.1, yeah, whatever. Spider-Man, who cares? Yeah. 2.8 million, uh, just movie. getting sick of it. I, Elemental, 5.8 million. I don't know what that is. Wow. Um, it's an animated mm, movie. That's pretty good then. Yeah. Considering it beat the other <laughs> four. In, in, Insidious, mm. The Red Door, 6.5 million. I don't know what that is. I'd have to do some blah, blah on that. 
the new Indiana Jones, which I will have to see because I've seen all the others, and the Mm. dial of destiny is only got 6.7 million. Only. That's yeah. we're talking Australian numbers here, aren't we? Because uh, no, these are American with... numbers. American shit. Okay. Yeah, and these are dollars. These are dollars, and and these are shit. The ones I've given you so far are, are rubbish. Mm. Um, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, nineteen point five. Wow, which I saw That's... on the weekend is awesome. Loved it. I I know it will be because the. Motorcycle stunt that he does. Mm, I've seen yeah. all the. Did you see yes. the background video on that? Yes, I, I saw that last year, I think, or earlier this year, and I just so looking it forward just, to the movie. I know, I know. We'll, I want we'll to put, see that. We'll too. put that in the uh, show notes. Yeah, so definitely. I, absolutely. No, I definitely want to see that one as well. Sound of Freedom. I don't know about that one. I need to probably look at it. 20.1 million. And. Where's my um I should have one. I'm sure I do have one somewhere. Do I have a dun dum? I have a dun 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 I need. I think it's this one. Let's see if it's Oppenheimer 80.5 million. Wow. So that is, you know, really huge compared to what I've what number is that? And Barbie. Oh, sorry, what, uh, two. Two, okay. Yep. Yes, because... Barbie takes out number one with 155 million. Wow. <laughs> so and nearly nearly double Oppenheimer. Double, yeah. And, and, and Oppenheimer and... has quadrupled the one before that. So it just mm, shows you. Amazing. Barbie and um, the up. people who dressed up for the Barbie movie, I think, um, were having a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, India did. She she uh, totally dressed up. Yeah, excellent. And um, and where she went, they did uh, pink popcorn. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Not surprised. Um, I think so I think was... grilled. Um, we're doing Barbie themed um, uh, burgers as well. Burgers. Pink, yeah. Pink pink buns. Uh, was one of them. Um, because at our local cinema, there, there's a grilled right next to the cinema so they were doing something like that so yeah everyone was uh in on on the on the in the in on the fun oh that's good that sounds awesome and uh we will definitely uh take you up on that vicky we'll uh definitely have to um check that out for sure um i mean uh, as i say i think it will be fun i love ryan gosling Mm. and i like margot robbie so you know and i like what greta gerwig writes so you know i'll See when I get there. Oh, yes. Yes, well, it would have been amazing because your hair, see, people can't see your hair, but I don't know if your hair is still pink and red, but it is in your photo. Um, and I'm sure that would look amazing with uh, pink stuff. So, yeah, you would look yes. awesome. No doubt about it. So. And but, um, for those yep. listening, Vicky has just said, I dressed up. I was at a cinema sea of pink. Oh, it was a cinema sea of pink. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you saw it, but just the other day, um, Biden and Obama, mm-hmm. they had a meme. I, I think I, I'm because so much AI now, it's hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure it was real. They both had a dark pink suit and a light pink suit on. Oh, wow, cool. 
Didn't see it looked, looked, yeah, it looked really good too. Looked really, really good. Now, look, um, we need to pay for a couple of things on this show, so I just need to uh, play this, and then we'll be back with Party in the USA. <laughs> Nothing hurts my soul more than getting a bunch of money from paid sponsorship. Cash for comment. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of cash, have you tried the new cash app? <laughs> Send and receive money from anyone instantly with the cash app. Oh, God, say you want to get $10,000 from Valvoline, just for mentioning the word Valvoline. Just give them your Cash App username and they can send it to you immediately. No questions asked. Download the Cash App today, Valvoline. From our um, brilliant uh, brilliant friend, uh, Dan Illich, who has been on the show uh, quite a few times. Oh, actually, just talking about it, I know we've sort of – yeah, look, I know, I know, we're a long way behind tonight, but we will get there. We will get there. Um, we we have a couple of great guests coming back uh, next uh, in the next month uh, or so. I just want to make mention of that. If you're an Angela Voipier fan, which I am, uh, she is uh, very happy to come back on, and she'll be talking AI with us. She's been doing a lot of AI investigations with background Ooh. briefing lately, so that will be a fantastic conversation. And a friend of the show and always great on Connor Babel is uh, Dr. Maria Toflaga. So she will be Yay. back very soon as well. So it's all, it's, it's all coming up. Yeah, it's all coming up, uh, the new blur to the moment, which is really, really good. Now, because I've been rabbiting on for a while, how about I'll get this going and then mm-hmm. you can go first, my friend. Awesome. So okay. Get this sorted. Two seconds. As I say, left hand, left, left hand, left please hand work. and left hand is <laughs> yes, left hand is being nasty. Right here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Five talk months yourself. <laughs> oh, righty. What oh, you got? That was a short one. Is it normally that short? Yeah, the sting. Yeah, okay. You got to stop asking that question. Seriously. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, part in the USA. Um, this has been an ongoing issue for decades, centuries, or in fact, all of humanity. Um, the the topic of equal pay. Um, World Cup fever is amongst us. Uh, Women's World Cup is currently being played in Australia and New Zealand. Um, But FIFA, who are the organisers of both men and the women's um, World Cup championship tournaments, uh, increased the prize money for this year's World Cup. Um, They promised to do something last year and about a month ago, just over a month ago, they finally um, splashed out the money and said, um, we will put in $110 million um, as prize money, uh, which is up from $30 million at the last World Cup, which was in 2019. So that's a huge, huge increase. Still falls far, far short of what the men get, which is $440 million um, at, in Qatar last year. So uh, the women are still 20. underpaid. Wednesday. Yes. So, how how many million did you say with the women? What was that? One hundred and ten million in the prize kitty. Dollars. Right. Okay. Exactly. And the men, four hundred and forty million. 
One million dollars. Correct. No, probably that's probably right. Probably a little bit. Yes. Higher. Yeah. A little so bit. So four times that. as much. Four, four times, times as, much. as much. So it's slowly getting um, parity. Um, not fast uh, enough. Gonna, obviously. I was going to say, yeah, no, true, but that's for. I mean, as terrible as that sounds, which means they've got a quarter of the men. That's actually a lot better than what they've had in the past because yeah. they've just it's just been disgraceful. Exactly. So, I mean, it's still, exactly. obviously, not a parody, but it's obviously mm. going in the right direction slightly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, ahead of this year's cup, um, Fever changed the um, the distribution model of how the prize money gets um, um, distributed. Um, so, in the past, it used to go um, directly to the um, soccer federation for each country that's participating, um, but this year. Um, They've promised to give money directly to players um, as well as the federations for each country. Um, but in the US, uh, the women US players aren't and don't follow the FIFA agreement. They came up with their own um, enterprise bargaining agreement in, in Australian terms. So what they... Um, were able to negotiate was equal pay with the men. You are kidding me. No. So. Wow. Um, after the 2019 World Cup, um, the women uh, team in the USA took the US Soccer Federation to court and sued them for discrimination. And wow. three years and prior won. to that, yeah, and they won. And three years prior to that, so in 2016, um, they also filed a complaint with the US Equal, Op Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and won. And so as a result of all of those things, the US Soccer Federation and the women's team um, have come up with a better uh, process of divvying, divvying up the money. So basically the pool of money that FIFA gives the US Soccer Federation um, goes into um, a bucket. 10% of that bucket goes to the US Soccer Federation. The rest is 50-50 um, to men and women um, who play in the, in the teams. So I'm just going to give you a bit of a um, show and tell, just a single image. Yeah, yeah. So as we wait for this to turn up. Yeah, so here up. on the... It's up so on the left-hand side. The U.S. female players will get just by being at the um, games uh, two hundred ninety-eight thousand four hundred dollars just per player. Whereas wow. the FIFA, which is the diagram of the section on the right-hand side, they get thirty thousand dollars for reaching is, the group stage. So, is that what our Australian players would be getting? Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, that's right. No, good question. Um, and as you progress further into the championship, you earn more, obviously. Um, so if you come second place, the US ladies will get $401,000. Whereas if each, each player. Wow. Whereas the wow. non-US players will get $195,000. Still wow. pretty good money. Good coin there. Oh, nothing to be sneezed at, but it's no. incredible. The quarterfinal is is incredible compared to what you get if you're another player, if you're exactly. not a US. Yeah. Wow. 
So, um, which is great because in the past, um, what would happen was the country's soccer federation will get all that money and would rarely distribute that money equally to the players. So there's been an agreement that that should be happening now. Some players are a little bit skeptical. Um, Chayna Matthews, a forward player from Jamaica, she said, um, we, uh, we ultimately don't know how we'll be paid or whether it even has to be this year. There are ways this could really be manipulated. Um, it is nice to see the guaranteed player payments, but also you hold your breath a little bit. So that's a quote from, from China oh, Matthews. So that's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. So some countries, obviously the poorer, well, I wouldn't say the poorer, but the less um, successful oh, no, countries. You, you can say the poorer, unfortunately. It is well, I, I don't know if rich countries like Australia are in the same boat as much. Oh, um, no. But yeah, so countries that maybe soccer isn't predominantly um, like a, a big spectacle sport may not get as much of this money. So the idea is that it should be going to the players. So hopefully they do get it. But the US women have got that in writing in their contracts that they will get this money that you see in the left of wow. this um, diagram. And we know so, we know what lawyers are like in America. So yeah, good luck getting out of that contract. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Just oh, can you just pop them up again, please, Wendy? Sure, sure. It's coming back up. Just for people playing at home, um, mm. what we're looking at is we're looking at a. Um, it's basically just a two tables, one showing which players uh, will get which money, and in this case, we're looking at the US players versus anyone else. And anyone else who is the champion uh, will get two hundred and seventy grand per player. Um, but if you're in the US and you've got the agreement that Wentz was talking about, if you're a champion, you'll get four hundred and sixty. Nearly double. Yeah, nearly double. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, well, yeah. As usual, uh, you'll be able to maybe get this in the show notes. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's in a, a news article. So that diagram is in a news article, so you'll cool. see it. The other Fantastic. interesting fact about all of this is the global women's salary for a female, for a woman's, uh, female soccer player is only $14,000. So I all these was... numbers are all US dollars. Pretty terrible. Yeah. yeah, so that's pretty shit. So yeah, even just terrible. even just to get to the tournament, you're already doubling your your um your salary if if you get this far. So that's thirty thousand dollars. Um, yeah, for those countries or players. I think we've talked about this before on the show, but mm. people like uh, Sam Kerr. The um, Australian player that's uh, uh, apparently meant to be basically the best player in the world. I think she's on about uh, six hundred thousand pounds a year. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, which sounds good, and admittedly it is. But when oh, we've talked about this before, when you you talk about parity of men and the best player like Ronaldo or whatever is on thirty million. Mm. Um, a year, um, and they're on six hundred thousand a week, and you know, just ridiculous stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. And you asked about the Australian players. Yes, um, yes, 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 yes. I wasn't able to get exact figures, but it okay. looks like for Australian players, they're um, getting upwards of around about a hundred thousand dollars 
Now, I don't know if that's just for this tournament or whether that's their annual salary as an average. Um, so Can you see there's no actual chart to say what they get a fourth place or third place or anything like that? No, I couldn't find, it, couldn't find that information. I yep. tried. Um, no, no, that's cool. It must cool. be very hard well to hidden. get. Yeah. Hard to get, um, yeah. but they are getting decent um, salary, which is good. Like you mentioned, Sam Kerr is getting quite a bit, uh, nowhere near as much as uh, men's. What I couldn't no. work out was whether, um, actually, no, yeah, don't worry. I was, I was about to say the numbers we're seeing on the screen now is just what they earn in the World Cup, so that's not inclusive of what they normally earn. Yeah, so that's what I could thought. Be heaps, yeah, it could be heaps more, obviously, like Sam Kerr gets 600000 a year. Just yeah, pounds. Pounds. Pounds, which pounds. is about, oh, it used to be about $10 million here, but now it's only about one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is about $1 million. I think that's about right. Uh, yeah. About four, yeah. 4 million New Zealand, I think. But, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> No, that that's that's not true. That's not true. But uh, look, that is magnificent. Did you have anything else on that, Wendy? No, that's that's it uh, for that Perfect. one for me. Lovely, excellent. Well, we will be back in a second on the new blurt. Hey, this is Hannah Melville Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to the new blurt with Wendy and the Kegster, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday night, live from around eight p.m. As we always say, 8 p.m.-ish. And, uh, yes, that is the Australian Institute. And um, if you are so inclined, you can go to the Australian Institute on their YouTube channel or um, uh, on their podcast, which is Show Me the... Is it Show Me the Money? Is that the one? Is it that is one money? of their podcasts, I'll follow the, I think. I'll follow yeah. the money. Follow the, follow follow the, money. Follow the money, yeah. yeah. Show, me, show Me the Money is Cuba Gooding Jr. What am I doing? Anyway, um, <laughs> yes, so follow the money... <laughs> Show me the money. Um, yeah, no, follow uh, follow the money uh, is a brilliant podcast by the Oz Institute and talking about their brilliant podcasts and webinars, etc. They have a great one coming up, I think, on the fourteenth of August okay. with Bridget Archer, who yes, is I... the MP uh, in Tasmania and just happens to be on the Liberal side of mm. politics. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that, that one. She sounds I've, I've like. Absolute cracker. So, yeah, so I totally agree with when I get yourself out there and register. There's usually, I would imagine there'd probably be about a thousand, probably approximately a thousand people on mm. on that uh, particular mm. webinar because people will be interested to listen to Bridget Archer, I would have thought. Um, mm. Okay, now, I don't want to um, rabbit on anymore, yep. but just before I do, I need to do this. <laughs> Yes, how's yes. that? So, magnificent song from 1976 mm. by Sherbet. But why did we play that? We played that because the rise of cricket in Houston, Texas, is a little bit nuts. And um, the popularity in Houston is really surprising. And one of the biggest reasons is because of the South Asian immigrants um, mm. who obviously love the game of cricket. And there's many that um, are uh, settling in Houston. Mm. Uh, and they're contributing to the growth of cricket in the city. And they're getting really big sponsors now. 
um, for the league, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the Major League Cricket, of course it's called Major League Cricket. Major League Cricket, the first American professional cricket league. It just sounds weird when you say it, you know. Um, mm. First American professional cricket league launches its inaugural season in Texas, in Houston, uh, in Dallas. So um, the Prairie View Cricket Complex built by Tanweer Ahmed. So they had to obviously build a purpose-built cricket piece because obviously they wouldn't mm. have one. That wouldn't exist. Um, absolutely not. So um, it's uh, the location attracts players, fans, students, proximity to a major highway, offering visibility to passing motorists. Uh, and the complex success uh, surpasses expectations. Cricket's popularity continues to soar, which it's amazing. I'm actually talking about America and cricket in mm. the same breath here. It's just... And Texas but I suppose in a way it's not. I mean, well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so this is this is quite interesting. The local investors, including Ross Perot Jr. Now, if you've ever heard yeah. of Ross Perot, mm. I think he was actually going for president a few years ago in the US for the GOP. Or is this the, the son uh, of Ross Perot? Yes, that's the son. That's the son of. Yeah, the son of. Um, yeah. yeah, because the other guy would be pretty bloody old. So yeah. Yeah. Because um, he was old then, so he's got to be old now. But yeah. Um, and yeah, apparently they're just embracing it, and the sports international following's got a large fan base in Texas. I'll show you the picture of the um, of the uniform in a minute. I'll see if I can mm -hmm. put it up there for you. But um, the Major League Cricket uh, conducts its player draft at Johnson Space Center. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah. Yeah, garnering attention and excitement, which is interesting in itself that they went to Johnson Space Center to do the draft. Right. Um, right. And now, and now, and this this is where it gets nuts. Players from around the world, including Harmit Singh from Mumbai, are selected by the league's inaugural teams. So this is <laughs> this is becoming a real thing. So the event marks a milestone for the sports growth in the United States. Um, mm. And now they're saying, and now they're saying that the capital of cricket is the USA. Of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah, of course. It's, it'll be the the World Series cricket. Oh, hang on, we already got that. So what are they going to call it? <laughs> uh, just, I don't know. It's just called the US World US World Series cricket. Yeah, they'll just take um, over the world with whatever yeah. they want to call it. Um, Basically. Basically. What, uh, I was going to say something about that. Um, yes, I think um, give it a couple more years, there'll be it'll be so popular in the US that cricketers will go there to retire, earning big big coin, uh, because that's where they go to train the young kids or, or whatever. Like like, like they do players. with the soccer, yeah. yeah like yeah. Uh, what's his name did um, Messi? Uh, he recently went there. Uh, Oh, no, I wasn't thinking of him. I was thinking about the uh, David Beckham. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He did that a few hey, years ago. played for the LA someone. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. LA someone. someone. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. LA something, something, I'm something. Not, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm not a soccer man. But I'm just going to show you a couple of things because this is in – this is in Houston, Texas. This is – it's in America. It's weird because you, you see the, the picture and then you just go, really? 
it's not in India. No, it's not. This is actually in Texas. So just going to bring this up. Um, there you go. Nice. So they are all the fans wow. in, um, and that's Harmit. There he is, <laughs> Harmit Singh, right there. Is that the one with the trophy? So, and this is when they're doing the. Yes, it was. And this is uh, when they're doing their draft at the Johnson mm. Center. So, wow. at the space. That's cool. I mean, it's just <laughs> nuts, you know, the Johnson Space Center, Houston. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's funny. So they're not they're not mucking about. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, they got the cricket net. Um, love it. Love it. They're just. Um, good, to, good to see cricket see, getting um, yep. a bigger audience. It's, it, as you as you say, it's going to be like soccer. It, mm. Well, what I think it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I th I think it's really good that so many of the migrants of the US um, are bringing their own um, bringing their spin? own uh, their own spin uh, sport to if the, you like. Yeah, to well, the sport. yeah, their own spin. <laughs> Uh, uh, come on, you don't get it? There. Yes, nice. <laughs> yes, I do get it. I do get okay. it. I do get it, but I've got a left hand and I'm a long way away. So I totally got it. I totally okay. understand where you went and it was very good. It was very good. And I think there's also uh, a little bit of a lag, so I can't quite tell if, if you got it. <laughs> but you did, so that's the important <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. See, see, that was the lag there. That was the lag there. Yes, there's the lag. <laughs> Come on, left hand. Um, yes, exactly right. Exactly right. So anyway, that's um, yeah. So that's your lot on cricket in America, which I just Excellent. thought was a little bit fascinating. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So Houston, uh, we have a bat. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Love it. That's, love it. Oh, that's very very good. Very very good. Something else that's very good is um, this. this. So that's our reality check uh, segment for tonight. Uh, Wentzai, you can um, do the honours on this one as well. Yeah, I'll be doing the yes, and it's going to be very short because there's not many things to reality check the yes campaign because um, a lot of it is pretty factual. Um, just to remind everyone, um, and I will put the links in the show notes, uh, but the proposed law that they're going to... Um, let us, uh, that's part of the referendum, is to alter the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. So in the yes tick. pamphlet, um, tick, exactly. Let's hope everyone ticks. No, it's, is it a tick or is it a yes? It's a yes. It's, We've got to write the word yes. yes or no. It's correct. It's a yes. So, it's a yes. It's a yes. Don't put no, put a yes. We highly recommend yes. a yes. Yes, um, yes we do. Yes. 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 So in the yes pamphlet, they outline, um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw um, Little Britain, but yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, in the yes pamphlet, they've outlined um, the reasons um, why voting yes is good. 
Um, it's about recognition, listening, and getting better results. Um, just some of the things, um, and it's each each side had to um, submit a 2,000 word essay um, outlining why people should vote yes or no, and that is now the official um, stance for each each side. Um, some of the things that the Yes campaign um, have highlighted and these were fact-checked also by the Guardian newspaper. Uh, part of the getting better results that the Yes campaign have said is making practical progress in Indigenous health, education, employment and housing so people have a better life. Um, so in the Closing the Gap report, uh, the data from there um, that uh, the latest data from the Productivity Commission shows few of the Closing the Gap report targets have been met um, and especially in things like incarceration and child removing removals, the gap has gotten worse, not better. So we, by the fact, if we get this through the yes campaign or the yes vote should bring practical um, progress to, to that. So hopefully closing the gap in where it actually will stick. Um, another thing that they talk about is, um, that voting yes to vote yes to an idea that comes directly from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people themselves. Um, two different polls have been shown that 80 to 83% of Indigenous Australians actually support it. There's still a lot. About, I was about to say that and mm. Jacinta Price and Spud just bang on about how there's many um, Indigenous are against uh, the uh, voice and it's just total mm. shit. It's total yeah. shit. It's total so it'll be good to see how thorough and in, um, how many people they reached for that um, polling, those two polls of 80-83%. Um, I know, and I can only imagine people in the remote communities, they wouldn't have access to mobile phones, computers to know it. So there still, I think, needs to be a lot of um, messages need to be sent out to those remote communities. So... Hopefully that gets done by by all. Well, all they, they they absolutely need to get message messengers mm. out there that are um you know uh, representing uh, the the voice um, the yes side uh, factually. They don't mm. need to embellish it in any way, shape, or form. No. Just represent it as it is. As and it is, yeah. If you if you've read the Uluru statement, which was from the First Nations people, mm. the gift to us. I, I mean, yeah. you know. It's just a no-brainer, but anyway. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, another thing that the Yes campaign have included in the pamphlet or the essay is it will include Indigenous Australians from every state and territory, the Torres Strait Islands and representatives from the regions and remote communities. This is one of the few that I would say doesn't have any fact fact against it because the government hasn't shared a draft of the voice model um, and they say that the concrete details about how many people sit on it, who selects it, and how they interact with Parliament will get um, uh, will be fleshed out after the referendum. So we can't say for sure exactly how it's going to look and feel. But the um, the reason the reason for that is because the enshrined voice to Parliament and and 
is an enshrined voice moment, but the actual referendum is a question to mm. whether you believe they should have the right to design a process mm. for the Correct. voice. Correct. Um, so, so obviously there's not going to be any detail because how can you detail something that hasn't even been passed? Mm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, you know, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And not only that, if you give detail now, what happens when you change it? In, yeah. in the future, and, and and you probably will change details because things change, things move mm. on. You know that's why we need to get this done because yeah. you know, it's been far too long, far far mm. far too long. Yeah, Sorry. that's right. So there's eight reasons why the yes vote um, they want change or want this to get um, passed. Um, the eight items are the idea came directly from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. As you mentioned, um, Uluru Statement from the Heart, it's all there. Um, the second point is constitutional recognition for concrete results. If we get this through, um, everything we've done so far has failed. This um, is a positive step in the right direction. Uh, the other point, ensure people have a better life, again, by um, having better policies, um, and informing the government what how things should, could be done better will get better outcomes for indigenous um, life um, it should bring the country together by uniting everyone to get this over the line um, it should save money um, by having better outcomes uh, a lot of the money in the past has been spent on non-indigenous uh, organizations uh, which is pretty shit, in my yeah. opinion I 100% agree, yeah. Yeah. Um, and three other points that they say, the time is now, because um, if not now, when? Um, the second last point is practical advice that works. Again, if they work together with the sitting government, we'll get better outcomes. Um, and yeah, and making government work better. So they're the eight points that they um, are getting us to, to see with this referendum and pass it, fingers crossed. Let's nice. do it, people. Nice. Yeah, no, look, absolutely, absolutely agree. And with all that um, positivity from Wentzai there, I'm um, going to bring us back to the uh, the no campaign reality. And uh -oh. um, I'm going to have a little, th yeah, I know, I'm going to have a little three-year-old help me with that. So um, just just bear with me and uh, mm -hmm. we will get there. I just okay. have a little bit of problem with the left hand. But, um, yes, yeah, so, so the no campaign, uh, it's yeah, interesting, Reid, um, to say the least. I can um, imagine. It, yeah, it only just starts. Like, it only just gets into the pamphlet and um, it's already been um, flagged that this voice specifically covers all areas of executive government. This means no issue is beyond its reach. And uh, as my three-year-old uh, friend would say, a bullshit, a bullshit. <laughs> uh, yes, very that well little said. kid got it very right. Well, well done. He has very well said. The voice would have no right of veto and would not be binding on the parliament, according to the Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. He's only said it four hundred times. Mm. Um, the high court, the high court, would ultimately determine its powers, not the government, not the sorry, not the parliament. A bullshit, a bullshit. Yeah, that's completely well crappy. Yeah, absolutely. He knows what's going on. Even a three-year-old's got more idea. 
The former High Court Justice Kenneth Hayne has already said that the courts can do a review decisions made by the executive, but the courts look only at whether the decision was lawfully made, not at the merits of the decision. The former Chief Justice High Court, Robert French, said in a submission to the Joint Select Committee, the referendum uh, would uh, the courts have to play, what role would uh, the courts have to play working out the constitutional legal role of the voice? He said there's little or no scope for constitutional litigation arising from the voice. And the first one is the referendum amendment clearly says the parliament will have the powers to make the laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander voice, including its compositions. Yeah. So <laughs> there you the go. Voice, but, not the people on the voice. No, they've all just been They're there just to advise. Mow down. So it risks legal challenges, delays and dysfunctional government. And uh, where's that little three-year-old when we need him? A bullshit, a bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Disputed. The Federal Solicitor General, Stephen Donoghue, in a legal advice on the voice, said it would not clog up the courts or slow down government decision-making and would not pose a threat. Um, And no such requirements can be implied for the government to wait for voice advice. Australians should have all the details before the vote, not after. Something that you were sort of talking about. Mm. A bullshit. A bullshit. Now, this one is complete crap. Um, It's a total misinformation on this one because those details do not belong in the Constitution. Uh, Constitutional expert Anne Toomey has already said in January, the Constitutions are not a place where you want to freeze details. It's appropriate to leave it to Parliament as this gives greater flexibility to adjust for future needs, which is exactly what we just discussed four seconds ago. And uh, the government also said that it will be up to the Parliament to design the composition, functions, powers, procedures, and voice. It has issued key design principles, partly inspired by the Indigenous Voice co-design process final report, the Karma Langdon report, which is Tom Karma and Marsha Langdon. And they are both super heavyweights in the Indigenous space. Um, to be honest, they're just pretty heavyweights, i.e. Um, intellectually very, very smart people. I think Tom Karma got, I think he got, um, sure he got South Australian in the year or Indigenous in yeah, the year or, yeah, yeah, he did. Tom Karma got an, uh, an award last year. I heard mm-hmm. him speak. He was really, really good. Okay. Um, anyway, we don't know how it'll work. We don't know who will be on it. We don't know. It will permanently divide us as Australians. Ooh, this is scary. That's what it. That's the vibe I'm getting. Ah, oh, it's just all fear and it's all crap. Yeah. So, five key principle designer. It will provide independent advice to the Parliament government. It will be chosen by First Nations people based on wishes of local. It will be representative of Aboriginal Torres Strait. It will also include youth, and it will be accountable and transparent. Some voice supporters say that this would just be a first step to reparations and compensation and other radical changes, and they'll be taking my um, my hill's hoist out of my backyard. <laughs> so what will come next? Uh, exactly. This, this, is, this is straight out of the Marbo um, reckoning and judgment mm. years ago. This is exactly what they said. And it's all just complete and utter crap, as our three-year-old friend keeps telling us. Mm. Now, I could just keep going through this for hours because mm. there is just so much misinformation. 
And I'm so many holes in this one. Oh, it's just ridiculous. But um, I'll just go through a couple of others because I know we've gone over time. But um, member of the government's referendum working group has described truth as leverage to lead to the abolishment of the old colonial institutions. Where's that little three-year-old? Bullshit, bullshit. Nicely said, nicely said. The Uluru Statement from the Heart has called for a sequence. First, the establishment of a voice, followed by a Makarata Commission to explore the process of treaty-making and truth-telling. Voice, treaty, truth. This is exactly what it says in the Uluru Statement. These processes are a long way from being determined. But um, it is total rubbish. This is speculation. The Prime Minister has already publicly ruled out compensation for Indigenous Australians moving the date of Australia Day, voice-making representatives of the Reserve Bank, blah, 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 blah. Um, And also there's a letter in here that Mm. tries to make it look sort of official. And it says, this year the government has allocated $4.3 billion for the National Indigenous Australian Agency, which has 1,400 staff. As of the 31st of December 2021, the National Indigenous Australian Agency said approximately 23% of those staff were Indigenous. Um, it's a government department to serve the minister, like health, foreign affairs or education. Mm. Under the previous coalition government, 39% of all grants were being paid out to 589 non-Indigenous corporations, charities and organisations. The current Indigenous Australians uh, Minister, Linda Burney, says the voice would help design programs which are more efficient and don't do that. Yeah, exactly what I was alluding to earlier. I think... I think... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Right, so, okay, this is a good one. This one we need. So right at the end, this will be my last one, but this is a really important one. If Mm -hmm. you don't know, vote no. For more information, for information and updates, go to, I'm not even going to read these out because (laughs) they're all racist. Um, And... Bullshit, bullshit. So none of these sites, and I'm not reading any of them, are neutral sources of information. They are operated by the same conservative group, Advance, which is working with companies that appear to specialise in conservative Christian campaigning. Who would have thought? Mm, funny that. It's I just find it hilarious, Wentzie. It's like the cookers get involved with sort of racism campaigns and now you've got so-called Christians doing mm. it as well. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, and it, it just gets better, including a U.S. headquartered marketing and fundraising firm yeah. that aims yeah. to help Christian nonprofit ministries fulfill their mission. There are yeah. links between the yeah. No campaign and the failed conservative push to defeat the marriage equality postal survey in 2017. So they're trying to get those people <coughs> as well. Price. Yes, I know. It's all so, so, so surprising. But uh, we'll uh, we'll have this in the uh, show notes as well, but you can easily see that on the, um, the Guardian website. Mm. Um, we'll post that of course and i reckon let's get that uh little kid at every no campaign presser and just keep (laughs) saying bullshit bullshit (laughs) i think that might uh, turn the tide (laughs) 
if I knew if I knew when those uh, things were on, I would actually put that in my phone and put it right up. And every time I, was, I would definitely be doing That's that. That's right. I would definitely be doing that. So, what did awesome. you think about most of the uh, pamphlet for the no people? What was that? A bullshit. A bullshit. Yeah, that's agreed. right. Agreed. Yeah, we totally agree with him. And uh, and he will he will make another uh, reappearance on the show. Mark my words, because there'll be he better. We'll yes. we'll we'll employ that little kid. Um, we'll pay him <laughs> chocolate and lollies. <laughs> yeah, chocolate. Lollies. Yes, never accept lollies from strangers. <laughs> No, that's exactly right. I think I think he's got something to say to that. A bullshit. <laughs> yes. A bullshit. Yes, and thank you, Vicky. Good on you, fellas, for reality checking that absolute garbage from the No campaign. Oh, yes, you are call most welcome. You do absolutely because yeah, it's just it's disgraceful, absolutely disgraceful. And gee whiz, seriously, what honestly, what can happen apart from good? There's nothing yeah, else exactly. that can happen. Can exactly. only be good. So we are always... Um, um... Yo. I was just going to say, as a result from last yes. week having Andrew from Lifeblood on the show, tomorrow I have my first plasma donation in possibly over a decade. So That I'm... is amazing news. And I'm yes. just going to see if I can get a... You know, don't get, don't bring that oh, kid no. back. Don't bring that kid back. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kids the kids not coming back. The kids not coming okay. back. Okay. No, that's fantastic. That's that's awesome yes. news. That's awesome news. And uh yeah, as um as Wensy just uh, alluded to, uh Andrew from Lifeblood on last week, if you haven't heard the show yet, absolutely brilliant. Um it's up, you can listen to the interview. Um, it's a really good interview. We learned a lot out of mm. it. And um, and all the, the links are in the show notes, as we always say. And go and yeah. see if you can give blood. Because, honestly, yeah, exactly. the gift of life is probably the gift, best gift that yeah. you can give. So. Blood or plasma. Awesome stuff, Wincy. Yes. Oh, and what have we got next week? Ah, we've got a hiatus. I'm sorry to tell uh, people. <laughs> uh, sorry, everyone. I'm very, yes, I'm very sorry to say. But uh, I am off to New Zealand. Uh, next week so when we come back the week after that we'll probably do across the dutch yeah um i can give you a bit of homegrown information that's happening while i'm there so awesome. we, can, we can talk about it and maybe we'll do a bit education as well okay. but um but we've got to yeah we've got to look at as i said at the top of the show we've got to look at uh marita flaga and uh and she's september sometime but i know mm. marie is uh maria is looking in the next three four weeks awesome. so we need to just yeah. work out how we do that so yeah. but that'll be awesome that'll be great awesome oh Wensi, absolutely well, fantastic as always enjoy your time in new zealand across the dutch i shall and I shall. we'll see you in a fortnight we will indeed show. thank you for all of that listen right. um you can get in touch with us in all the normal places and as yeah. Wensi has already set up our threads so you can get us on threads as well now um, so yeah, if you want to contact us in any way, there yep. is no excuse. We'll see you exactly. in a couple of weeks. All Thanks right. for listening. Have Thanks fun, for everyone. Have a great week. See you, Wendy. Bye. See you, bud.